All right, right. Welcome to another special edition of yeah. Out the Box Talks. I'm your host, Krill. I got my brother, A-Level, right across from me. What's going on, There's bro? no doubt, no doubt. It's A-Level the Wiz. You know what it is. Um, South Bronx Finest, A-Level the Fly is here to do it up again, you know? That's what's up. Now, I got to um, give an extra shout out to the studio that we are using. Shout out to Break Bread Studios. This is a whole new spot based out of Brooklyn, New York. See, I, I, I somehow always got to come back home. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I got to find my way back home. But shout out to Break Breads and all the wonderful people here. Word that up, word is, up. Yeah, creating a platform for us to utilize in this podcast world. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to be out here in BK, you know, Williamsburg, you know, uh, just chilling and just uh, being able to... Uh, be on this platform that um platform platform that break bread has offered you know to us and uh let's do it we take off from here that's what's up so you know let me first start off by just kind of like apologizing to the fans out there it's been a little while you guys have heard a new podcast from us man to be honest with you a lot of priorities have shifted um in business and personal life just a lot of things happening, so I had to take a little break. Me and A-Level took a little break, but we are back, and thankfully we're in a new space, so you should see a lot more happening from us. You know, we'll continue our guest interviews, and we'll continue our insightful talks dealing with progressing hip-hop and paying homage to hip-hop. So... A level, it is a pleasure to have you here, my brother. You already know it. You, you know, already know. Um, yeah. We got so much we're gonna talk about, man. Wanna give people a little update on um, things happening in hip hop that you, you know, we we've been talking about lately. Yeah, well, basically, it's a lot of albums that drop. You got the the little brother album to drop. For real. Rhapsody. Um, Word. So many projects. You got this the Pete Rock Sky Zoo project that came out. It's a lot of dope music to talk about. A lot of good things we're about to get into. Um, once again, we push the envelope on this show, and I know there's a lot of podcasts, 100,000 podcasts out there, and they're all great. We love them. But what we try to do here is we reserve the right to be selective with how we critique and how we crit criticize things. You know, mm -hmm. a lot of people like to be try to be politically correct, and we don't pull no punches. What we do on this show, we just tell it how it is, and, you know, hopefully you can grow from the discussion that we have here. True indeed, man. For real, for real. So like you you did uh kind of start off by highlighting some of the, the projects that just recently came out. Um, my favorite project so far, well recently, let me say that because I got a lot of favorites for the year. Yeah. You know what I mean? We you know it's getting to that point where we gotta put together our top ten, man. Yeah. So it's coming up. Uh -huh. But I gotta definitely big ups little brother man. They put that album out um that just just came out man and they this basically i think it took like nine years for them to come back together yeah. you know what i'm saying um so like their new project i'm really loving it from beginning to end if you are a fan of little brother and you've heard the minstrel show this is like minstrel show part two right and that was like one of my favorite albums um from them in their in their whole catalog and i mean they don't have a big catalog but mm -hmm. like they're so impactful as a group in hip hop that when you just think about 
the releases that they've had while they were together as a group. Um, it's just a beautiful thing to see them come back together, man. Yeah. What's your thoughts on LB, man? Well, for back? me, um, I came into Little Brother with the listening. Word. The listening for me is, wow, that's, that's such a great album. And it came about at a time when sampling had just kind of really came back into the fold with hip hop. Mm -hmm. I mean, we were coming out of the era of the whole Swiss Beats, Pharrell Williams, Timbaland era, where everyone was buying a Trinity and a Triton keyboard and mm -hmm. doing their one finger beats and stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not really knowing how to play chords and things of that nature. And everyone was scared of sampling. So we had producers like Pete Rock and Premier, and suddenly they're not as popular anymore, right? But here you come that an album drops, you know, the blueprint drops. Mm -hmm. and Kanye West and Just Blaze, you know, they're at the frontier of uh, this whole um, renaissance of, mm -hmm. uh, of the soul sampling again, you know, mm -hmm. bringing that back to the fold with the, what RZA was doing and, you know, bringing that chipmunk soul and inv innovating that whole chipmunk soul back. Right. So Ninth Wonder, you know, from Little Brother was one of those producers that to me, he just sounded like just a more modern version of Pete Rock. And I was mm. like, was missing that soul and hip hop was missing that soul. Mm. And that's what I heard a, a lot on the listening, mm. um, um, track for track. And then it's just like, you, it's just a straight playthrough, mm. you know? And then of course going into, um, the minstrel show. Mm -hmm. Um, it's funny that you bring up that topic because I was watching the premium, the premium Pete show mm. and the little, little brother was on there Word. and they discussed that. The, yeah. You yeah. know, and, and they was discussing, um, the making of this album and how this came about from a concert, I think, I believe. Yeah, they did, a, they did a show, I think it was in NC in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I could be wrong on the location, yeah. but it was like a surprise show as them as a group, people ain't expect it. And that kind of started this whole talk about a reunion with right. Little Brother. Mm -hmm. and, and, and from that talk, from those talks and from the concert that actually went down and it happened, okay, now we're gonna try to make a reunion album, which mm. everyone was looking forward to with not just, you know, Pooh and Fonte, but Pooh and Fonte and Knife Wonder and trying to see if they can, you know, rekindle that magic. But unfortunately, in terms of what they explained was they tried to do that. Mm. And the very same thing that broke them up was the very same thing that they still struggled through with trying to make this album. Wow. And, you know, Fonte was just basically saying that, um, Around the time when the minstrel show was made, you know, Knife Wonder really wasn't as involved. Mm. And he kind of just, as his career started to get bigger and bigger, you know, he started focusing more so on the music that he was doing. Mm -hmm. And they were kind of left to, them, to themselves to try to piece stuff together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that by the time they broke up, you know, it was no more real Knife Wonder beats mm. anymore. They were messing with Crisis and, you know, um, so many other different producers. Mm. And now, I love the metaphor and the, the analogy that he used. He was like, while you were gone, you know, daddy was gone, we were trying to figure out how to, how to live life on our own I without you. And Knife Wonder's big gripe was the fact that he wanted this album to be solely and completely produced by him and the Soul Council. And that's not what they wanted. Yeah. They wanted what I understand people. too was 
it was more so even just ninth. You know what I mean? Because I seen the interview, mm-hmm. and if you listen to the album, to be honest with you, like I don't even think it's missing ninth. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it's not a, it's not a bad thing that they don't have ninth. You know right. what I mean? Because that sound, that little brother sound, is there. Right. You know, but I yeah, I was a little disappointed to hear that too, because I think. The true little brother fans want to see. Well, let me not use the word true, but I would say like those dedicated fans want to. They obviously they want to see all three of them back together. But I'm not mad at this angle. Maybe it was the best thing, right. you know. Um, but yeah, I I heard that too, man. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's nothing like a reunion, you know. Yeah. It's nothing like hearing because people start people started out a certain way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And ultimately, people we get it. They go different places and they do different things, but what makes that even more um, fulfilling is when you can come 360 degrees and say, here, from everything that we've learned on our travels and our journeys, this is what we have to offer the fans at this point in time. Right. And if we can still have that magic and it be even more beautiful this time around. Definitely. You know, fans got cheated out of that because of that um, disagreement. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just... Wondering, like, wow, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And which, which, which brings us into our topic of what we are going into is groups, hip hop groups. Um, What keeps them together and what breaks them up? Word. That's a powerful topic too, man. And I feel like it's a topic that um, it's been touched, you know, a number of times, but no real focus. We haven't seen too many people focus on this topic. Um, and, you know, thanks to A-level uh, conversation we were having yesterday, um, we thought that this would be a, a really good topic to talk about because there's a lot of movement happening with classic hip-hop groups at this current time, right? Mm-hmm. We know um, Little Brother just got back together. We also are going to see a Gangstar album coming out with DJ Premier. It's like a... I would say half posthumous album right. because you know, late uh, great Guru has passed. Um, but yeah, that's a classic group. You know, um, we got about to see a new Black Moon album. These are Ooh. like classic groups. Yeah. You know what I mean? That Legendary. have laid their mark. And um, there's an interesting thing to think about when it comes to groups that have stayed the course, like the Roots. You know, like mm-hmm. what are some other groups that have stayed the course? De La Soul. De La Soul. Wow, that's a huge, yeah. De definitely. La Soul. You know, and they've they, been through a lot. They've been through a, a lot, lot with Espe- the industry, especially man. Especially what they're still going through right now, still fighting Tommy Boy for Masters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, they're still fighting for their for 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 three feet high and rising. Mm. And these guys have been all the way to the White House now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And dropping um the anonymous nobodies and and things of that nature yeah, and, yeah. And, and finding you know crowdfunding situations but you know Definitely. still fighting for their first baby yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying which is a whole other discussion we right. could have right, right in terms right. like of how the industry has affected certain artists that we we look up to and we have a lot of respect for yeah but yeah i mean i'm always curious to know like what's that ingredient that keeps these groups together. What do you think is that factor? You know, I think groups, it still comes down to the ego. Mm. 
So at the lack end of the day, of ego. lack of ego, humility. Okay. At the end of the day, like us being able to keep this mindset of we haven't got on yet. Mm. We haven't made it yet. We haven't broken through yet. If you could keep that same kind of mindset, because when you're in that mindset, no one's thinking about, oh, I'm the man. I'm the reason why we got this. And mm. I'm the reason. When you start to hear more I in the narrative, that's when it's the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. You know, that's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When yeah. you're talking about <laughs> groups who they begin to have a new identity individually as they grow, right? So similar to Wu-Tang Clan, right? Right. This is, this is a group that... <laughs> that documentary of Mike's and Men, man. We got so much that dope. we can talk about that. <laughs> but like, this is a group that from the beginning, there was going to be identities, you know, that were going to stand out. Like when they first came out, you had M-E-T-H-O-D, man, that already was set up. And I mean, that's due to, I'm sure, the visionary mindset of RZA. Um, but like, I don't think groups prepare for that individual success they within the do. group. Never and do. how they gonna deal with that, you know? I mean, you get caught up in the fun of it. People get caught up in the fun and the creativity, which is what you're supposed to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. You know, but, you know, somewhere in there, in the fun and the creativity in the beginning, we have to really stick to an oath like, y'all, like, no matter what happens, because success success can destroy people. Word up. You think success actually helps you, it can destroy you. We have to make an oath amongst ourselves to say, hey, listen, no matter what happens, it's about Wu-Tang. Yeah. We're a family. We're not going to allow, you know success to destroy us we're gonna stay you know humble and and connected to the very same thing as why we started to do this in the first place Mm. because as the money comes people are gonna go their separate ways it's just a human thing i think that's a human thing that's gonna happen yeah you know that's the other element it's like i i did say earlier i feel like we don't know if groups prepare for this but is it something you could really prepare for you know Mm -hmm. But I think you said a, a key word, humility. Like, one of the things that Fonte was saying as to why him and Pooh got back together had to do with humility. Like, he was saying that, what was it he said? He said that um, he wanted, he had went through a series of changes, you know, in the music industry, made a lot of progress, but it was just this one thing that he felt was missing, you know? And he, in the interview, I think it was the interview, yeah, he did the interview with Premium Pete. He was saying that, um, oh, he said it was Fife, Fife's passing that really hit home. He said like he was already on the path to doing that, but when Fife passed, it hit him in a way um, that made him say, you know what, I gotta go back and I gotta reach out to Pooh, you know? Um, and I think that's like real mature, you know, like that's, that's what everybody strives for. 
Interestingly enough, even though this is not a group situation, I just think about what Nas and Jay were able to do, right? right. They were not a group, but throughout their industry beast, which is what I would think it was mostly based on, um, they were able to step up as men and be like, yo, we always talk about the controversies in hip hop and all the negative stuff that goes down, but like, that's an example of two grown black men deciding, yo, let's get this right and let's make it better. And you heard what you just said? Grown men. Word. Maturity. Yeah. Maturity doesn't always come with youth. Yeah. And they say hip hop is a young man's sport. So. Nah. You know, it's maturity yeah. because they saw the Biggies and the Tupacs. They lived through all of these beefs and they seen exactly where those beefs go. I'm not going to die for something I love mm -hmm. to do. And I'm not going to die. You know, I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to die based on you trying to kill me and me trying to kill you because mm -hmm. we can't get any growth from that. There's no positivity that comes from that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, it's just words. We're battling with words. If you saying something to me and now I want to go pick up a gun and want to take your life, well, then I lost. Mm. I lost the battle. Why? So for them to be the two figures that they were and that they still are to come together and actually send a message to the hip hop nation and to the world that we can be superstars, hip hop superstars, and still come together and say, hey, listen, it was just a battle. Mm -hmm. Just like two boxers in a ring. Mm. You come out and you touch gloves when, when you start the fight, you know, and at the end of the fight, regardless of whether I'm on the canvas or you're still standing, we're gonna hug at the end because this was just about competition. Yeah, yeah. This wasn't about, you know, our lives being lost. Yeah, yeah. So for them to do that was powerful. Yeah, yeah. Black and Republicans I mean, was it, it was definitely some personal stuff happening there too, even though I said it was like mainly industry beef, but like the fact that they had some personal stuff too and they were able to overcome it, that's even, you know, even more commendable, you know what I mean? And that still comes from a mature spirit. Word. You have to be mature enough to say, hey, listen, you know. And that's a true leader, you know what I'm saying? Be being able to put the, 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 the crap in the past that affected you and move forward, you know what I'm saying? Not everybody's able to do that, but I think we could look at examples of that in hip hop, you know, and, and in other forms of And bringing it back to the little too. brother with the Trap Called Quest, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, mm -hmm. you know, at the time, with Fife, yeah. With Fife dying, they were broken up. Right. They were on a path to doing their reunion album. Mm -hmm. So here we have a group, we're talking about Little Brother, they broke up, and they're trying to get back together. But it's funny that that Fife's death was of a group that had already broken up and they were getting back together, mm. set off a catalyst with them mm. to get back together. Interesting. Because we saw, we all saw Beast Rhymes in life. I mean, we saw that movie. Mm -hmm. And what broke that group up, the same kind of thing. Yeah. You know, um, Fife wanted to be a, a sports journalist and, you know, his thing was basketball and things of that nature. And, you know, Tip was the, was the genius, the musical genius of the group. And... All of a sudden, they start differences in opinion. Everything is about you. Everything is about this. And 
then a group breaks up. Mm-hmm. I think you there's that ingredient of, of you actively wanting to make it work too. You know, you got some people that's just like, eh, forget it. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to revisit that past. Right. But when you decide, look, you know, I want to make it work. And I think as fans of hip hop, we also have to be re, uh, respectful enough to say, you know what, things may not be the way we ideally want it. Life doesn't even go like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So it's one of the reasons why, you know, I don't hold my breath for like um, releases that they've been talking about for years. Right. <laughs> you know, like Detox by Dre or like Mad Villain 2 or like I'm not ho- like I'm not even holding on for it. Like when Jay it happens, it happens. <laughs> oh yeah, J Electronica. Goodness gracious! Like I just don't even think about that no more. You know what for I'm real. saying? So I mean, I think with Little Brother it was like a surprise. They kind of just came out of the you know came out of the woodworks. Like you you heard there was speculation that they were gonna you know they were definitely gonna come back, but like. Like the day before the album release, they put out a a message on social media saying that it's gonna be coming out. So if you haven't checked that album, please go check it out. Um, we are are uh, recommending you go check it out. It's called "Made a Lord Watch" from Little Brother, uh, which comprises of rapper Fonte, Nutigolo, 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 and uh, rapper Big Pooh. Um, really good album. It's one of those albums that you don't really have to be heavy into lyrics to listen to but what resonates the most for me on that album is it's on some grown man ish and i know that's been thrown around about this album a lot but like it's really for if you like you know in your 30s late 30s 40s like this album is for you right you know they talk about not wanting to go to the clubs no more and how it doesn't you know it doesn't right. have an effect on them right. like it used to and it's just grown man stuff like for real for real not saying that if you in your 20s you can't listen to it right. but i mean it really resonates with that um that grown man spirit and that those that can relate to you know what it's like to be an adult if you got kids if you if you are married if you if you're divorced you know whatever like if you've been through some stuff as a grown adult, like this album resonates. And we need more records like that. You Word. Know? That's what hip hop is supposed to be about. It, it's supposed to address where you are. Hip hop under this is under the impression that, you know, a lot of people are under this impression that hip hop is just a young man's thing, you know? Of which it started it started out with youth culture, but it is now what, forty, forty five years old? I mean, mm. how old is it now? So now you have people in hip hop that are great grandparents. Where, where are the music for those people? That's deep, kid. We listening to trap, you know, and that's not a knock against trap or you know, whatever kind of music of the day is going on right now. But where are the music that is, that address the people that are the mothers and fathers and parents and take their kids to school and people are soccer dads and soccer moms? You know, where where is our music? You know, where what can we connect to? So it's great that you have a record that Little Brother puts out and says, listen, this is where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. So people can identify with that, you know. So um, I want to actually move on to our next topic. But mm-hmm. before we go to that, I do want to take some time to just kind of shout out the social media um, networks that we're connected to. So definitely go 
Follow us on Instagram at Out the Box Media. That's O U T D A B O X Media. If you if you're not following us yet, um, you could also catch us on Twitter at Out the Box Media. Um, we're on Facebook at uh, Out the Box Radio. So the Facebook page is Out the Box Radio. O U T D A B O X Radio. Now we also have a Facebook group. Um, usually you're invited into the group. Um, it's called Hip Hop Thinks Out the Box. So if you're on Facebook and you want to be a part of our group, we tend to have a lot of discussions on that group and we do a lot of updates on what's happening in hip hop in this group. Um, but let me just say this. I'm going to put the disclaimer out. <laughs> also, before you even say that, make sure that everyone knows that it's out the box. Yeah, Not yeah. T-H-E, y'all. Yeah, yeah. D-A. Yup, that's, yeah, O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X media or O-U-T-D-A-B-O-X radio. Now, yeah, so let me put the disclaimer about the group, right? Because we've been having some people coming in the group, putting whatever they want to post in the group. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you straight up, like, you're going to be out. Your <laughs> post going to get deleted and you're going to be out. Like, this is a group that was created for the purpose of, you know, updating, you know, folks in the group about all the dope stuff happening in hip-hop and the underground hip-hop world. Um, so if you're going to come in the group and you're going to share information or maybe it's new music that, you know, is not, not saying you can't self-promote yourself, but, like, it can't be only about that. And your stuff got to be dope. Like, don't just be putting stuff up because you decided, you know, you, you just want to rap in your, in your basement, you know what I mean, and, and put up <laughs> clips of that. Like, real talk, like, if it's dope, cool. But, like, I be seeing some funny stuff on the group, and I'm telling you right now, like, if, it's, if you come on there with disrespect, you know, like, blatantly trying to be disrespectful, like, you out, you know what I mean? So... I'm just saying, like, we want you to be a part of the group. Um, and if you genuinely care about this platform or, you know, this, 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 you have the same love for hip hop that we do, then definitely, you know, make sure you hit that up. So it's hip hop thinks out the box. So I'm not trying to scare nobody, but I'm just saying straight up, like, if you on there on some BS, like, you out of there, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Right. Anything you want to say about that? Ayla? Yeah, it's just basically. We we need to it's, it's it's a it's a page and it's an area where you can come and have interesting thought provoking discussions about hip hop and life, you know, um, get put up on new music, you know, actually even you know, if you want to post stuff from 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 past hip hop, you know, old school stuff, you Word. know, and, and you get a blast from the past and get. The other day I just did a post of. Um, the tr uh, platinum pop pipers, Word. Uh, the uh, the shotgun joint with Dilla was on there, you know, and that was a real tough album, you know. Detroit, shout out to um, YG and, and them dudes and the Blink Forty Seven family. I haven't heard from them in a long time, bro. It's time for some more projects. It's time for some 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 more stuff, man. We need we we need to hear some more of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, indeed. I haven't heard from YG in a minute. Yeah, and I'm sure he's doing stuff. Where you at? Yeah. You know. Speaking of Detroit. We got um, this brother Apollo Brown. He got a new album coming out. the The album title is escaping me at this point, but um, I gotta say um, I don't know the I, yo right now. I gotta go into my phone and check it out. But I, 
I know that I think the album's supposed to come out in October. Um, so by the time you guys hear this episode, October will be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Apollo Brown got a new album coming out, and I think it's like a it's like a dedication to Detroit, and it only features Detroit artists. Dope. So like everybody from Black Milk to Elzai to Royce, I think to... Guilty's on there. Like right. anybody that you know has made a mark in the hip hop scene for the most part in Detroit is on there. So um, big ups to Apollo Brown, one of my favorite producers, man. Like his sound is just, like when you hear it, it gives me the same vibe that I hear when I listen to Primo's beats because it has a signature sound uh, and it's extremely soulful, man. So, yo, it's some, some we gonna, the year's almost over, but there's got, there, we might see some surprise releases, man. It's some more stuff, you know, uh, Ghostface Killer. The Ghostface Killers album? The new joint, right? He never disappoints, bro. That is one guy who always drops an album, and he's not changing for the masses. He's not trying to change and make this kind of record and make that kind of record. He gives you exactly that same soulful Ghostface Killer. He's still rhyming over them tracks. Mm -hmm. He's still giving you that grit. You know, he never seems to disappoint when it comes to that. Comes to that. Word. Also, the Von P album. Oh, yeah, Von P. Yo. Yeah, man. It's like a dedication to Brooklyn, man. Love it's that a album. Dope album. Love that album. It's a dope album, yo. Go get Let that. Let me just shout the names out of these albums. The Ghostface Killer album is called Ghostface Killers. You right. You know, with a plural S. Uh, the Von P album is called City for Sale. Um, and I will get back to the who did Apollo the who, who did the beats on that? On, on it was that him album. actually. Von P did all the tracks. Yeah, he um actually read an article where he was saying that this was big for him because he never actually produced because he's done production before for other people, but to actually do a whole album for yourself for himself right. with him doing the beats was was uh was was big for him. So um, I really like the album. It's called City for Sale. Uh, on the album cover, it's uh, actually an image of the Slave Theater in Brooklyn. So if you if you if you from Brooklyn or if you if you familiar um, with Bed Stuy on Fulton Street, there used to be a a, a slave theater. Uh, they used to do a number of like you know like community activist events. I think there um, really it was a staple in Brooklyn and. Um, Looks like they, you know, they closed the actual theater down. Interesting. So it was like a commemoration to that I, I, with the album cover I see. And I, even Sky Zoo, um, on the new album that he has with Pete Rock, he also shouted out the theater as well. You know, the, the idea of, you know, the feeling that uh, has that, you know, live in Brooklyn felt when the, when the theater closed down. So, um, yeah, man, a lot of, lot of dope releases that ha- have come out. Um, even books, right? right? In hip hop, like um, Rakim. Rakim, right? Yeah. And I know you got from Wu Tang, which we're gonna get back to Wu Tang. I want to get back to them. Right. You got released a book too, but let's talk about this Rakim book, Sweat the Technique. Mm-hmm. I have not gotten my hands on the book yet, but I've read a little bit about what it's supposed to entail. Um, but I know you got a chance to catch the Breakfast Club interview. What's your thoughts on this new book with Rakim and you know his this move that he's making? I think the new book with Rakim is dope. I think it's essential. You know, more 
of us, you know, as black men and um, just in, in, in hip hop in general, you know, needs to be just releasing more intelligent stuff, you know, mm-hmm. not that albums are not intelligent, but for the fact that you can put out literary work, you know, I think it's great, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're talking about um, how, you know, how you wrote and giving out pointers and uh, and tips to people that are coming up in the same career field as as you are. You know, I think that's great. Um, as far as the interview on The Breakfast Club is concerned, it's, they didn't really, he didn't really say anything that much that I didn't already know from previous interviews, like, mm-hmm. you know, the Vlad interviews and, you know, other interviews in other places, you know, uh, as far as the Summer Madness thing with, with, with Will Smith. Like, if y'all not familiar, um, Will Smith, y'all, uh, Fresh Prince, uh, shout to them, and Jazzy Jeff, they released a record called Summer Madness um, um, back in the late 80s, mm-hmm. early 90s, I believe. And it was always this rumor that Rakim wrote Will Smith's verse, mm. you know, mm. and uh, Charlemagne the God asked him about it, and he was like, "Well, so what's up?" And he was like, "Did you write that?" And he was like, "He was like, nah, I didn't write that. <laughs> he didn't write that." Where did this rumor stem from? I don't know where it came from. Wow, it's just like when you listen to that song, you know, it sounds like something. Like- here it is, a groove slightly transformed, ah. just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore jams that have gotten like to be a little bit out of control. Like you know what I'm saying? So you hear it. And he actually, Rakim acknowledged that. He said, you know, you can hear my flow up in it. So what I used to say when they brought that rumor to me, he was like, yeah, I wrote it. He still owe me money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he used to just say it, but he was like, they asked him if he ever approached Will Smith about it. He was like, nah, I didn't, I didn't approach him. He was like, I haven't seen him yet. You know, yeah. to talk to him and say, hey, listen, man, you know, you, you jack my style, yeah. you jack my sound, my flow. Right, 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 you know? right, right. But Will Smith has never gotten in touch with him about it. Has Will Smith ever said anything about being inspired by Rock? I'm, not I'm, not I'm, to my knowledge. I would knowledge. think he is, right? Like most people are. Right. Yeah. Not to my knowledge, though. But um, he also went into other things, which was interesting. Um, he spoke about, well, they asked him on something that he made mention on his in his book about when he was in, he was inside his mother's womb you know he heard uh dr king uh speak from then mm. like you know dr king was ministering to him you know in from the womb and how that had that played an effect on him you know as a man when he went out to do things creatively because that was the time period that his parents were were from it was the whole civil rights generation mm. you know so for him to receive that stuff and not even being born yet that stuff is real when people, we talk about when, when, when people, you know, when women are pregnant with children, what you play around them is important. Mm-hmm. What they hear is important. You think that they're not paying attention to that, and that's not, they're not absorbing that, but they're absorbing that early. Mm-hmm. What are we, what are kids absorbing now? The children of this generation, the people that are grown in this, what were they absorbing? Mm-hmm. And that's the, it was just a key point to me. I was like, that really resonated with me. Is that the reason why a majority of what is that what we're hearing now, that we're hearing now is because, you know, the children of the crack epidemic era, you know, um, these, these kids that have been raised in, in, in broken households and mm-hmm. fathers not being around. And what were children in the womb hearing during that time, you know? 
it reminds me of a line that most deaf, um, very well, Yasin Bey now, um, he said on the black on and both sides, black on both sides album, where it was asked to him, where's hip hop going? Mm-hmm. And he said, hip hop is where the people are. Right. If the people is messed up, then hip hop is messed up. And that statement that you just said reminds me of that. Um, because a lot of times we put a lot of emphasis on artists to be a certain way. But when you look at, and don't get me wrong, like I don't take hip hop music off the hook. Right. I'm, you know. I love hip hop, but I'll critique it word up because it's a lot of stuff that's out there that really shouldn't be on the airwaves. You know what I mean? It's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, But I do also think it's a big onus on us as people. Like, what are we into? You know, I always say like, as an art form, if you compared hip hop to movies, hip hop doesn't get the same respect as like films. And I know hip hop is a is a genre in music, right? But just for the sake of, of, of comparing the two, when you watch a film, you sit there and you watch the film from beginning to end and you look for plots, you, you know, you look to be intrigued Right, especially if it's like a thriller or a sci-fi film or whatever, mm-hmm. right? When people listen to hip-hop, they don't listen to it intentionally trying to listen to the lyrics, you know? Right. It's the reason why you could be in a club with somebody who's a grandmother and they could be singing Uchiwali, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not know what they singing because we don't listen to what the music is saying before we recite it. We just go with the melody. We go with the hot beat, which it has, it all (laughs) has an important place, but it's about vibe. And I love vibe. I think vibe is an important part of music. But when it comes to hip hop, this is spoken word, B, like, it Facts. does include beats, Facts. which is extremely important, but it's, it's when you talk about hip-hop, when it, well, if you just want to get even more specific, you talk about rap, it's spoken words, so it requires your attention to listen. Mm-hmm. And if you're not listening, <laughs> you get persuaded one way or the other. Good you point. know what I'm saying? You need to be able to say, yo... I'm not feeling what this person is saying here. You know what I mean? But a lot of what happens with hip hop too is a lot of bandwagoning and a lot of hype. And I'm not for the hype. If you dope and there's a hype behind you, fine. But like I see a lot of people jumping on stuff because it's hyped. And yeah, that's just my, you know, (laughs) I know I went off into a tangent, but like, Where where were we? I just went off to a tangent. But yeah, I just feel like I had to say that. You know what I'm saying? No, that was a good point. I mean, there's there's responsibility that comes in hip-hop that everyone has to take responsibility for. Mm. Like you said, you can't take the rappers off the hook. You can't take the rappers off the hook. 
lot of rappers like to get off the hook and say, hey, listen, you know, I don't raise kids. We ain't got no more Malcolm X's. They ain't no more Martin Luther King's. They ain't no more Stokely Carmichael's. Um, whatever you want to say. People are paying attention to that person on the mic. Mm. You know how many people right now are paying attention to what's going on with this whole Kanye West thing and what next album that he's dropping? Whether you agree with him or not, whether you agree with that whole hype or not, do you understand how much power he, you know, how much how much people are, how many kids and how many children are influenced by him right now and him saying that he's going that Jesus direction and doing a Jesus is King and gospel album? That's very powerful. So that's just giving you an example. So whatever it is that he does and he decides to say, okay, I'm going to worship Satan tomorrow, people are going to do it. Mm. That's how powerful hip hop yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. That's how powerful your mic is. Don't you, even you, get me started with Kanye. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't just be saying like, I want to make money, but I don't want, I want to deny my responsibilities yeah. in this. Yeah. Like, how do you raise your children? You're raising your children off of this. Yeah. Or for the money it is that you're making. Yeah. So you're destroying other kids' minds. But what about your own kids? Yeah. But that's what he does. Like, is he looks for ways to capitalize on things, you know, mm -hmm. um, musically, um, even as a businessman. Like, I just, I just don't pay attention to it, man. I really try not to give it no attention. Because I, I learned that when you give stuff attention, like, that's exactly what they want. You know what I mean? Me, I can't call it either. I'm just watching. Mm. I'm just watching. I'm going to be straight up I'm with you, A-Level. I'm, I'm not looking for no Kanye mm -hmm. next album. Mm -hmm. Like, <sighs> man, like, I'm not saying I might not listen to the album when it comes out, but, like, I'm really not checking for it, Be right. Like, I have... There is too much dope stuff happening in hip hop for me to be looking for Kanye. Right. Not taking anything away from what he's done as a musician. Right. But yo, I, I could care less at this point, man. Like, you know. Why is that? It doesn't do anything for me. You know, like, and also. What was the last Kanye album that you actually liked or that you actually listened to or appreciated? <laughs> So you asked. I'm trying to I'm take, right? trying to take this yes. thing deeper, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So that's three questions because mm -hmm. the last one I listened to right. was probably the Pablo one. Um, it's not an album I really liked. The last one I liked. I said we said we wasn't gonna give Kanye much attention. Right? <laughs> All right. So um the the um the last one that I liked was probably Graduation. Um, but honestly, like, if I had to really say, like, the Kanye album that really did it for me was the first one, the College Dropout. Like, the other one was dope, too, but College Dropout is, is always going to be. And I'm sorry, A-Level, that's about as much as I'm going to get about Kanye right now. <laughs> I get it, you know, I get like, it. Like, I really don't care, man. Like, I... I just went into it because I saw something Where, where, there. I appreciate I, that, I, yeah, I saw yeah. that, you know, your reaction to it, and yeah. I wanted to know why, why that was, you yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, it's also that... It's important for us to examine these things. For real, I, I get you. It's also that... Um, yo, the dude, the dude lyrics suck, man. Like, 
<laughs> like just straight up and down. Like you know I'm a lyric head. Right. I don't care that he does dope beat. And if his beats ain't even all that, it's not my lane neither. Like I'm a, I'm don't get me wrong, early Kanye is my lane. Mm. Them new beats that he's doing, like, <laughs> it's not my thing, man. Um so it's that it's that whenever he rhymes, it's just so simplistic and it don't do nothing for me, you know what I mean? Like, so, and that's just, and now, like, his his political views totally not in alignment with minds and stuff. Like, I'm not really feeling, and I'm not saying he hasn't done stuff to try to help people, but, like, this this dude is a gimmick, man. I, I you know, I, I as another black man, I wish him the best, but, like, yo, at the end of the day, like, I, I don't really even got the energy to focus on Kanye, man. It's too much other cats mm -hmm. doing dope stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? That I like to focus my energy on. You know what I mean? And you know me, I ain't never been one to really be like big on hype or supporting, you know, solely supporting the artist because they got a big name. Like, right. you know, I, I think I don't already seen my favorite artists. Right. I seen every one of my favorite artists perform live and 90% of them I've already interviewed. Mm -hmm. So... Well, bringing it back to the point Word. of why I even brought up Kanye in the first place, he's an example of someone who has an incredible platform. Not necessarily Kanye West and what he's doing right now. He has a platform. And when you have artists who have a big platform like that, you have a tremendous amount of responsibility to do something right. At the end of the day, you can't have this childish mentality of, listen, I want to go outside and play, but I don't want to clean up my toys. Mm-hmm. People, people yeah. got to be accountable. Like, people yeah. got to hold him accountable. They got to stop messing with him like that. Yeah. And not just him. I'm just talking about just, just anyone. Yeah. Because you got a lot of pe other people outside of him, besides him, that are using that platform and have used that platform mm -hmm. to be irresponsible. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of the music that Jay-Z was doing earlier in his career, you know, with the whole big pimp and stuff, you know, and now... He's somewhat took taking a turn later on in his career, mm -hmm. but you know, what was you doing that in the time when we really needed it? You know, you know that all all that stuff, that big pimping, spanning cheese, and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But somewhere after the whole blueprint era, going into the black album and then Rockefeller breaking up, you know, he drops this 444 album and one you see the stuff that he's doing in the NFL and all of that stuff is really. Um, up, up, up for for speculation because I know people have their doubts about it, but mm -hmm. there's hope for you to do the right thing on the mic without losing your uh, your credibility. And I think that's what people are afraid of. Yeah, a lot of rap artists because you have an industry that does not promote positivity at all. So it, at all, it, everything is, you know, how much how much I can get high, how much drugs I can have, how much people I can have sex with. It's nothing outside of that. You have an industry that give, it puts every artist into the same lane, you know, and, and continue to perpetuate this narrative to the masses. And it's teaching our children, how, how teaching our young women how to, how to dress, how to look, how to be. It's teaching our young men how to treat women, you know, you have media that's actually teaching our babies. And the, the, the same rap artist that's saying that I'm not responsible for that, yes, you are responsible for it. Because 
when my mom and dad are going to work trying to trying to help feed me and keep a roof over my head, I'm gonna turn the television on. That's the difference between the industry and the culture. Remember mm-hmm. we talked about yeah. is hip hop still a culture? Like we cannot It goes back to what Yasin Bey was saying again, you know, um It's a it's, community. Yeah, it's where the people are at, you know what I mean? And this is why, like, this is a good good point that I actually it's a good time to bring this up. Um we, you know, started the station, Out the Box Radio, for that purpose, to really give people an alternative to the stuff that was they were hearing in, in mainstream media as far as music. Now, granted, we live in a more diverse time in terms of accessing music, but the channels still, the channels that still have a major impact still choose to push the music that is the low vibrational music that's not, as you say, healthy for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, you know what, man, I'm gonna do my own thing because I love it, you know what I'm saying? And I started Out the Box Radio, the 24-7 station. Unfortunately, recently had to kind of temporarily shut it down due to some priority shifts you know, in my life. So if you were an actual listener of the station, um, I definitely appreciate you for tuning in. It was a 24-7 internet radio station, played mostly music, hip-hop, mostly independent, underground, creative and thought-provoking hip-hop. But we also played some really good uh, soul music, but it was mostly new music, right? So I was like on it. Now, I had to shut the station down temporarily, like I said, because of some priority shifts in my life. But I do have, we do have the Mixcloud. Um, that, so we, we upload mixes through Mixcloud. Um, so if, you, if you're familiar with Mixcloud, um, you can actually download the app. Or you can just go to the website and listen to it. And you look for Out the Box Radio and you'll find some of the mixes. Um, so we put up mixes that kind of showcase the same thing that, same type of music we were showcasing on the station. So you'll be able to find like new hip hop, new quality, creative, conscious, thought provoking hip hop. If you go to the Mixcloud page, but you know, um, so I wanted to definitely plug that, mm-hmm. but just also to state like that was the reason like why I started the station, and hopefully um, I will be able to have the station running again soon, um, because it is my dream to actually have a station running to actually do this thing full time as well. That is my dream. That is my goal. I want to have my own studio. You know what I mean? We've talked about that before. Right. Um, so, um, but in the meantime, like you could check out the, 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 um, the post and the mixes that I put on Mixcloud for um, Out the Box Radio, you know, but yeah, I just brought that up to say like, yo, like seek out the music mm-hmm. that speaks to you in a conscious way, you know? Follow our Facebook page, our Facebook group. We're always posting about new music. Every Friday, I do a tag that says Dope Release Friday, and I put out new albums that just came out that has that creative, thought-provoking, that boom-bap feel to hip-hop that um, hip-hop was based on, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, Yes, I mean, we just... We need a lot more of those. 
not more than it, you know, even though we're on this platform and you know we're on this podcast and we're promoting ourselves, out the box talks and everything out that, it's gonna take more than just out the box, y'all. Word. It, it, it this, this has to be a, a, a revolution and a renaissance that has to occur, you know, for for things to change. You know, people have to just say at some point in time, enough is enough. When is it enough? And that is the key thing. A lot of people are not at that point where it's just enough. It's a lot of it's not even enough. A lot of people are starting to think that this stuff is normal. Mm. It's become completely normalized in our in our communities. Completely normalized in our culture. In fact, it's a part of our culture now. Mm-hmm. The sex, money, and drugs. You know, that's that's all we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I wasn't the kind of hip hop I grew up on was just um, it was always there, but you had a variety. I have a variety of everything. You know, most most deaths and talibs and they were always around, but at the same time you still had um you had a uh, Luke and Two Live Crew and mm-hmm. uh, Run DMC and NWA, mm-hmm. Pete Rock. I can grab from Salt and Pepper, I can grab from this, I can grab from that. All of these things make up essentially what the human personality is, you know. But mm-hmm. when everything starts to become one-dimensional to the point that it starts to kill you, you know. Yeah. And this is all done by design. It's all done by design, you know. And like I said, man, I like highlighting music that's really standing on mm-hmm. what hip-hop was based on, you know, like thought-provoking, conscious lyrics. So. I do want to shout out an artist based out of Canada. His name is S, just E-S. He has an album called Social Media Volume 1, inspired by his timeline. Hmm. <laughs> what do you think that's about? Wow. Wow, that's crazy. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a critiquing album of social media. Really? And it's pretty much stuff that... It's about things he's seen watching his timeline and how people front for the gram or front for social media and how it, uh, the effect it has on us as individuals. So this is hip hop right there. Like this brother chose to do an album that reflects on some of the challenges that we face in this climate of social media, you know? Very thought provoking project. I mean, it's one of those albums that requires your listening attention. In fact, the song that I really, really like that I'm playing from the album is called Listen. And on this song, he's actually talking about, um, he extends the topic to talk about his, his, his teenage son. And it's about um, his teenage son going through this adolescent phase of wanting to be with the in crowd and wanting to go to a particular party and him as a father getting warning signs about this party and telling his son, you can't go to this party. And his son is like upset as most teenagers would be. And then like later that night or the next day, they find out that some crazy stuff happened at the party. And he's reflecting and saying, you know, it all, he's doing all of this in the lyrics. He's saying, you know, as a dad, I feel I was feeling guilty for not letting my son, but now I realize that my father instinct really made an impact. Wow. So like, this is real, this is grown man stuff, you know what I mean? And I could relate to it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, you could relate to it, you yeah. know, like, 
this is the hip hop that I want to focus on. I'll right. never hear that from Kanye. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I'll never hear that. So you could get with the hype, yeah. or you could get with the real. It's up to you. Right. And maybe that's just not where he is right now. You know. I mean, I he ain't got wanna, no teenage kids, but I, like. I don't want to play advocate, but you know, maybe that's just not where he is. I'm trying to give him the benefit because he did share recently. I don't know if he caught um, the David Letterman interview um, on Netflix. You know, um, he basically just spoke about you know his mental health issues and him being bipolar. You know, so I don't think a lot of people understand you know where a person is on a personal level. Mm-hmm. You know, as to why I'm not saying it's an excuse, not excusing his behavior, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but if you're not there, you're not really gonna know. And for a guy in his health condition, being on that platform, like I said, it comes back to his platform again. Because there's anybody who can be on that platform, whether you got uh, uh, schizophrenia or whatever else. If you have that kind of platform, that's a dangerous place to be. Mm. You have plenty of artists like that. Michael Jackson, you know, yeah, you yeah. know. He wasn't the, you know, the healthiest person in the world, in my opinion, you know, super talented, mm-hmm. super talented. But when you combine that with success and money. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you have not dealt with your mental issues before you become a superstar, it's coming full circle, man. It's coming down. And it's affecting other people. Yeah, because you have the influence. Yeah, that influence platform and influence. It comes back down to that again, you know. Word. And you know I always talk about um the new album that John Robinson and uh Jay Rawls put out this year, which I think is heavily stepped on. It's called Youth Culture Power. Right. Um so if you haven't heard this album, I've spoken about it before, but you have, if you haven't heard, like this is a project that um John Robinson and MC John Robinson, aka Lil Psy, um, and producer Jay Rawls, who's also a professor now, um, they put out a, a particular a album that's dedicated to an alternative approach of educating youth, like using urban culture to educate them. And literally, they're talking about guides and things that you can do as an educator to connect with the youth. So they're critiquing the education system, but they're not just critiquing it, they're giving you um, suggestions of what you can do as an educator, because both of them being educators, they've seen this. And this is a hip hop album that's talking about that. Mm-hmm. This is what I think KRS was focusing on when he talked about edutainment, edutainment right? Edutainment, right. Like, education through hip-hop we know that hip-hop can be used to destroy but at the same time hip-hop can be used to empower it can be used to uplift and my goal is to focus on that right that which is using hip-hop in that way to inspire to uplift to to educate and that stuff doesn't get recognition even some of the underground circles I got to be critical. I haven't seen some of the underground circles that we, even the blogs that I follow, I have not seen them post that album. So what are we talking about? Right. 
Like it's all about what's hype. I don't care about the hype. I didn't get into this for the hype. That's why my favorite MC, one of my top three favorite MCs is Brownsville Ka. It's not about hype, it's about lyrics. Right. In terms of what he talks about. Yeah, he's coming from a street perspective, but the way that he delivers the message, he's not glorifying it. He's just telling you this is what happens from the hood when you're given this. One of my favorite MCs. My top three. Well, you know my top one is MF Doom. That's my favorite MC. But <laughs> Kai's top is right there, number two. Who's number and, two? And Elzai is number three. Well, it's like I had said it so many times in the past, and you've heard me say it. This is not an underground thing. It's not a middle ground thing. It's not an overground thing. This is a dope and whack thing. It's that simple. Regardless as to what life of that you that, that walk that you come from, at the end of the day, quality. This is about quality pushing a standard for quality and I think that's really what we here at Out the Box you know are about is quality effort you know um, you putting some integrity into what it is that you're doing you know and that really doesn't come across that much these days and it hasn't for a long time because you have a, a community of people that have literally given up on hip-hop They've given up on its music. This is why you have allow a machine to tell you what is dope and what is whack. Mm. You don't have, and you have a, a, the, the listeners of nowadays, you know, which is a whole bunch of young kids that really don't know where it came from, don't care about where it came from. So how can we possibly know where it's going? Mm -hmm. so this is what we know is dope, mm. which is where the ownership comes back on us as the adults and people in my generation that say, hey, listen, listen we going to the club. Mm -hmm. forget about all this it's about get money and everything else and yeah. ultimately that's where this stuff comes from mm -hmm. it has a domino effect mm -hmm. and now you can't even be a critique and people are afraid to say that something is whack oh let me not say it's whack because I don't want to be called a hater yeah 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 well, they, I come and say I, I, I ain't hating I just yeah <laughs> what you said. if I don't like it I don't like it and I don't mean that I'm hating you know Word. Hate is a strong word. It's yeah, very it's, personal. Like, yeah. if I hate you, that means I really want to do something really bad to you. And I hope something bad happens to you. I don't hope anything bad comes happens to you. But it was like what, what Africa Baby Bam was talking about. It's the the critiquing and us coming up as a community and us saying like, yo, yo, Creole, yo, like, um, I just finished doing this show, man. You think it's something I could do better? You know what I'm saying? Or like, yo, Creole, next time. Don't hold your mic like this. You know, it's going to have a better effect. I want to see you get better. I want to see us get better because, you know, you, you, me, you getting better and me getting better means we grow as That's a community. True. That's true. Hip-hop got away from that when the money dropped in the water. Now it's all about, you know, we have all these divisions and who's conscious and who's gangster and who's this and who's that. None of that stuff existed when I was growing up. Mm. It was about... Are you dope or are you whack? Do I have, do, do, you're going to have five mics in the source or you're going to have two and a half? Mm -hmm. I'm not wasting my time with you. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter what you was rapping about. Mob Deep, murder music. 
for three, four albums straight. They talking about killing them Queensbridge murderers. Is your music dope? Yeah. Are your beats worth listening to? Can you produce an album that's going to sustain my attention and inspire me for a lifetime? Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's heavy. If that's not a factor in, in, in what it is that we're doing here, then what are we doing? Nobody cares about quality anymore. Just like you said, just give me a hook, give me a beat and something that's catchy and dance to it and that's it. You have a lot of people that are really not that vested in music. Mm. They're not vested in seeing where, where it comes, where, where, it, where it's going to go, how it's going to teach our babies. You know, it, it doesn't, they don't care about it. Yeah. It's just music. Hey, man, it's just music. I'm going back to work. I'm going to listen to this on my lunch break. I'm going back to work. Yeah, man. So when you have people with that mentality, you know, there's a part of the problem. Definitely, definitely. Yo, man, we said a lot today, man. <laughs> I feel like um, we're we going to definitely have to come back to this. But let me just shout out to all the listeners that's tuning in. Um, if you've been rocking with us, from out the box TV days. So we started back in 2000 and what, 2009. Much, 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 much respect to you. If you just got on to us just yesterday, <laughs> or it's your first time hearing us, much respect to you as well. This is a platform where we'll continue to push those artists that are pushing the culture forward, not just artists, activists, educators, anyone using the platform of hip hop to uplift it. Um, so we, we support those individuals. We also pay homage to the elders that came before us, mm -hmm. the artists that have, not just the artists, but just the pioneers, anyone who's made a positive impact on hip hop. We pay homage to them for their contributions. We understand that we would not be where we are if it wasn't for the sacrifices and the moves that they made. So this ain't a platform that's here to be on some less capitalized off of hip hop. Yeah, we wanna make money, no doubt. We wanna be able to make an income from this so we could sustain it. But, you know, we, we want to represent for the real that has, you know, kept hip hop alive, you know. So, um, again, big shout out to Break Bread Studios who we are recording out of. You're going to see some more episodes from us here, most likely. So, um, shout out, shout out the engineer back there. Shout out engineer Dave over there who's holding it down. Super Dave. Super Dave. Hi, you got a new name, brother. <laughs> Thank you so much um, for, you know, operating the boards. Thank this, you. This Thank you. This was a good kind of relaunch show. Dope. You know, and we're going to ride out for the rest of the year. Any last words you want to say, A-Level? Yeah, uh, just to add on what you were saying, um, what we do in on this show is... Nobel Peace Prize type of stuff. Mm. That's, that's my goal, you know, is just to provide thought-provoking discussion and nourishment for people that are malnourished. Mm. And to provide enlightenment 
for people that are unenlightened. I think that's the whole that's the whole the gift of the podcast, you know, is to be able to hear that kind of media that's just completely unfiltered and knowing that there's someone somewhere that is addressing something that you've always thought about or you never have thought about. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Out the Box Talks, people, once Word again. Up. And on that note, we're going to head up out of here, but we're going to have more guests on the shows. Um, so look for guests, artists, and individuals. That Pete are- Rock, we want you on the show. <laughs> Black Moon. Right all you guys, uh, Sky Zoo, you know. Yeah, shout out to Sky. Von P, you know, let's let's get it going, man. Shout out to Africa Baby Band. Africa Baby Band. We were supposed to have, um, well, we're working on getting him. Um, and we're going to reach back out to the brother because he is an integral part of our last topic. Yeah. Where one of our previous topics where we talked about if, if hip hop is still a culture. So yeah. we did, you know, it did chop it up with him and he, he um we just gotta kinda work it out and yeah. try to get him on the show. It's so, gonna be a part two of that coming yeah, up. Yeah, let's soon. try to make that happen, yeah. man. And if there's an artist you wanna see on here, man, you know, um feel free to hit us up on the email. It's out the box radio rep at gmail dot com. O U T D A B O X Radio Rep at Gmail dot com. If you're on Instagram, just hit me up on Out the Box Media, O U T D A B O X Media, and we could um we could chop it up that way too. We could talk about what you might like to see. If you just like what you hear or you want to see something different or hear something different, just hit up hit us up, alright? So um you got it. Is that is that it? Anything else? Or are you good? That's it, man. Shout to my shout to my son Kyan East. You know, uh, my wife B, um, my little girls at home, Cammy and Danny. About to get back home in a little bit. <laughs> That's what's up. Shout out to the fam that supports us. Um, so on that note, man, you're gonna check for us. We should have another show up, likely in another couple of weeks. So keep it locked right here. Remember, we are streaming the podcast on anchor.fm but we're also on spotify we're also on apple Podcasts. um we're also on there's a few other platforms but you could catch us just go to our our our, our facebook page or you can go to our website outtheboxmedia.com slash outtheboxradio um but whether you reach us through the through the social media platforms you'll you'll be updated But thank you again for listening. I'm your host, Krill. You are listening to Out the Box Talks. And my brother, A-Level, thank y'all for checking us out. Shout out again to Break Bread Studios. And we'll be back. Peace out. Much love.